to the Sydney Hollis Show, back in its correct time slot, Friday morning, June 16th. Let's go, baby. How are we doing? How are we, humans? Let me hear from you. We're rolling into the weekend strong. What's up, humans? Have you missed me? I've missed me. I've missed you, humans. Not that I haven't talked to you in a week, but the th- things have been a little out of sorts. Like I said, I've been going through a life change. Nothing too crazy. Like I said, if 50%'s medium, then it's like barely good. 51%. But, you know, just had to make some adjustments here and there. And, you know, full honesty, I am human. New York is a distracting city. <clears throat> How the heck are we doing? I've got a question for you. I've got a question for you right off the bat. Of course, I started the show off with a little dire straits money for nothing. And, you know, I'm always, I'm always talking about how I'm fighting the good fight. Oh, I watch antenna television. Oh, I watch TV out of the air. Oh, I don't just watch TV out of the air. I watch PBS out of the air. I watch reruns. I'm fighting the good fight. You know? And I'm like, oh, look at me. I'm so retro. I'm watching antenna television. I, I, I saw a payphone over the weekend. I was not in New York City. I was in a Montauk. Forgive me. And I walked by a payphone. It, it was not in service, and the receiver was ripped off. There was just a little piece of that metal coil there, but I would have used it. I would have used it just so I could brag on this show. So in that vein, in that vein, I want to hear, is anyone out there (laughs) fighting the good fight, quote unquote, for Pandora? I don't think I know anyone who listens to Pandora anymore. Truth, Truth to be told. Truth be told. I'm a Spotify guy. Now, in 2006, in late 2006, I was a Pandora guy, and for years, until Spotify came around. And I feel like I actually discovered lots of different music that way, because, you know, you could only, you only had like six skips per hour or something like that. Uh, So, you know, you would just let it play, oftentimes. And I would discover some new music that way, at least. And you know me, I have a pretty... A uh, small catalog that I listen to over and over and over again. And sometimes I branch out. Sometimes I branch out. And I do like different genres. Nevertheless, is anyone out there still listening to Pandora? 
I'd be curious. I, I, I'd be curious to know. I am curious to know. That's why I'm asking. And I guess I'll ask it for like the millionth time. But does anyone listen to or know anyone that listens to music on their television? And I mean like on the channels, like on satellite TV or on cable TV, how you have like those music channels, like music choice or something. I've been known to put Spotify on a television before at a party just because like, I don't know, I felt like there needed to be something on the screen. And I've done that at parties where there's been a soundbar. So it's still a good, it's still, the music's coming out from a nice uh, speaker. I don't. I don't know if I've played Spotify off of a off of regular TV speakers off of a television before. But let me know. Let me know. One is, is anyone keeping Pandora alive? I think they're like merged with SiriusXM now. Um, I, I'm just curious. Listener line at SydneyHollisShow.com. Of course, you know that's how you can participate in the show. You can send a good old-fashioned typed email, as old-fashioned as electronic mail is. And you can also record into the voice memo app on your smartphone, and you can hit the share button, and you can email it, again, to listenerline at sydneyhollishow.com. Now, speaking of the listener line, we have a couple submissions. I promised you... I promised you last time we were going to get around to these submissions. We do. And I think last time, well, I don't think, I know. Last time I promised you, I was like, guys, 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 the sequel to the show is right around the corner. It's in a day or two, I promise. Well, I let you down. Maybe you could tell by the tone of my voice, I might. I'm human. I'm, yeah, I'm human. I'm human. I'm human. So we're going to talk listener line. And of course, of course... There's a commercial that's annoying the heck out of me. So, we're going to check in on... <laughs> I haven't called it Commercial Corner in a long time, but we're checking in on a commercial. I think Commercial Corner was kind of when I was like playing a modern commercial, and then like a 1980s commercial. And we'll do that again one day. Especially if demand is high enough. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. So, and if you hear some chatter in the background, humans, that's because I have the window nearest me completely closed, and I have the near window furthest from me cracked at the top. At the top. But cracked about five inches. Um, you know, enjoy the sounds of Brooklyn, New York. And hey, while we're at it, I've got a contest. We have not done a contest here in a while. And I'm excited for this one. I thought it up recently, and the second I thought it up, I got excited. And I think you guys are going to be excited, too. So uh, stay tuned for that. All right. Uh, let's jump into the listener line first. Then we'll, get, then we'll get to the contest. Then we'll get to the commercial. In no particular order. Uh, which one's going to be first? Oh, I want to turn it off after one. I hope he does the one I want to hear first. I'm not going to tell you. So first uh, submission to the listener line here comes from Celeste in Park City. Now, humans, if you'll remember several weeks ago, I told a tale 
which Burnsy then needed to hear more of. I told a tale about having gone to a Billy Joel concert. You know, Billy Joel did a monthly did, and I think he's still doing, but maybe he's calling it quit soon, a monthly residency at Madison Square Garden. And I went to one of those shows a very long time ago, maybe 20, jeez, 2017 or something. Anyway, you know, the tale I told was that I watched the Joel show. I love Joel. And, you know, got to, you know, the show, the concert ended and we hadn't heard Piano Man yet. And then he played like the first song of the encore and it wasn't Piano Man. And I was, I had to pee so bad I couldn't stand it. It's like, man, I gotta pee so bad. But there's like, he's going to play Piano Man, like probably, I mean, what, what is there? Like two, three songs in an encore? Sometimes just one? So it's like, Piano Man's either next or right after. Then I can never make it to the bathroom and back and get back to my seat in time. Or I can never make it to the bathroom and back to my seat in time. And so I made the very brave decision to pee into the 32-ounce empty cup that I had in front of me. And everyone was on their feet, staring in the direction of the stage or the screens. And so no one even noticed, including my date for the affair. Uh, <laughs> and I was able to hear Piano Man without missing a beat. So anyway, I told this tale, and Celeste in Park City rode into the listener line and said, Hey, Sid, thought you might like this tip. From Taylor Swift fans, winking emoji. And it's a link to an article. Taylor Swift fans wear adult diapers at Eras Tour. And this is according to NBC Chicago. So I had a read of the article. And it's the same damn thing. Now, it's mostly gals that they're talking about in this article, I would assume. But... You know, these Taylor Swift fans, these Swifties, they're rabid. They're excited. And they don't they don't want to have a pee song. They don't want to say, oh, this is this is one I don't like so much. This is one I can go to the bathroom for. They they want to hear the whole damn thing. So some of them have been wearing diapers to the show. So they don't have to miss a single note of T Dog. Uh, wow. Gals after my own heart. I guess I have something in common with all of them. If you've worn an adult diaper to a Taylor Swift concert, let me know. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. <laughs> Thank you, Celeste, for sending that in. Okay, so next we have fan favorite Andrew from Tampa. He always has some wonderful musings, a great attitude, a great energy let's check in andrew from tampa take it away hey sydney andrew down here in florida popping my head up hope all is well hey sydney listen i'm watching the movie legend of bagger vance and literally every other word is savannah and it got me thinking i've got a go-to guy that can really kind of shine a little more light in on everything and anything savannah 
So I was wondering, do you have a top five movies about Savannah? Thanks, Sydney. Wow. Wow. Great question. Great question. Now, I I heard this submission when it came in originally, and I haven't heard it again till now, and I, I kind of put it out of my mind. So I'm now on the spot. So I may I may end up having to do an internet search to jog my memory, but let me just let me just try to take this one, you know, before smartphones. Let me try to take this one before the internet. I'm sitting at a bar. I'm sitting next to Andrew from Tampa. And he's just asked me this. Well, I'm gonna say, hey, near and dear to my heart, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, you know, I see that feather start falling out of the sky. I see the steeple of the independent Presbyterian church. And I know I'm in for a treat. That was one of my favorite movies when I was younger. Uh, I still like it. I still like it, but my top three movies, it's not in there anymore. Just, just while we're at it, my top three movies are Point Break, Groundhog Day, and The Shawshank Redemption. You know, uh, cheer me or jeer me. But anyway, this is the Savannah question. So Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump is mwah, magnifique. Of course, Savannah. And many of the scenes take place in Savannah, you know, and it's supposed to. And some, you know, just I mean, whenever I'm home I walk by things. When I when someone comes from out of town, I'm like, this is from Forrest Gump, this is from Forrest Gump, this is from Forrest Gump. Okay, next. Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Now, Savannians who listen to this podcast, of which there are a few, eh, they might be doing a big fat eye roll at me. Or they might be, again, cheering or jeering. They might be clapping. Directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Kevin Spacey, who's now canceled. But he plays sort of uh, a little bit of a creepy guy, so he pulled it off. Can we say that? Can we say that? So Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Cusack is in that. You know, some parts of that film annoy me. There's a there's a guy doing a, like a, a tour, a bus tour at the very beginning, and I find his southern accent to be offensive. It might turn out that he's actually from the south. But uh, that accent is offensive. It's, it's someone doing... It's someone doing a southern accent, and it it's, it makes my skin crawl. So I, I like that movie again because it's very. It will scratch my itch, of like, oh, this is Savannah. This it you know, and I've, in fact, I think I've only watched it while I'm in Savannah. My parents have the video cassette, and we still have a functioning VCR. So I've watched it a couple times, on their VCR here in the last five or six years. Now, I'm going to stall here for a second while I try to think, and I'm going to say I've never seen The Legend of Bagger Vance. I know that, um, I know that it's, you know, filmed in Savannah and they mentioned Savannah in it, clearly. <laughs> but I've never seen it. Um, so maybe I'm a sinner. But I will say, if you want a little humor, um, Used to have a joke with some friends of mine, and I can't. I can't 
forgive me. If you, if you were the friend I had this joke with and I'm not giving you credit, well, just hit me up on the listener line. I can't really remember. Um, but I've definitely taken it and used it as my own as well. And it's, uh, you know, if you were going to make the porn parody of the legend of Bagger Vance, would it be the legend of Bagger's pants? Or would it be the legend in Bagger's pants? <laughs> I think we know the answer. So while I was stalling, I was having my mind run a thousand miles an hour. And I'm going to say something here. Now, the gingerbread man, which I've also never seen, was filmed in Savannah. And we actually got paid like, I think, $75 uh, one night. This was in the late 90s. I was, I was in high school. We got paid $75. And by we, I mean my mom, my dad, my sister and I. But I, I suppose my, my mom and my dad got that money being the homeowners. We were paid that amount of money to not look out of our windows and gawk one night while they filmed a car driving down the street scene in this movie called The Gingerbread Man, where it's supposed to be taking place during a hurricane. So, like, these trucks would go by, like, creating a rain wind storm and then you know they were filming some car drive down our front street and so um we did peek out our side windows as best we could in the shadows at least my sister and i did uh <laughs> i haven't seen it i doubt you know that you know there's our faces are not in the movie but we did have to peek a little bit and we still got paid and we had this one neighbor that was like you know you could hold out for more you know those Hollywood movies have huge budgets. We you could totally hold out for more. And it's like, sure, dude. Sure. Um, so I'm not going to say The Gingerbread Man, but what I'm going to say, another movie, another movie that I haven't seen, but I want to sound avant-garde. I want to sound, not even avant-garde, I want to sound like a, like a renaissance man, like a classic guy. And I want to say Cape Fear. The original, black and white, Cape Fear, starring Gregory Peck. Of course, remade with Robert De Niro. And then The Simpsons did a famous Cape Fear episode where Sideshow Bob was the villain. <clears throat> Excuse the throat thing there. Uh, that movie starts with interiors of Savannah's City Hall. And I've been in there on more than one occasion, and that's really what it looks like. And it's a real blast from the past. So I'm going to throw that one in there. I don't know if that's fair or not. Uh, I'm like one of these people. You know, I went to, I took comedy classes at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. And then I was a house performer there for five years. That was a big deal. I still am, humans. I still am. Um, but, you know, some of the people that couldn't let their guard down. They, they wouldn't admit that, like, Will Ferrell was one of their influences. They'd be like, oh, oh, I'm a, a Steve Martin was my influences. And it's like, you're allowed to admit Will Ferrell was too, dude. You, you don't have to say, like, the cool, old-timey person that, like, makes you sound, you know. <laughs> it's like saying, oh, I like records instead of CDs. Like, oh, I like Steve Martin. I couldn't bear to admit I like Will Ferrell. Uh, so I'm now being one of those people and saying the black and white version of Cape Fear, even though I've not seen it through. Okay, so that's three for me, right? Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil, Forrest Gump, Cape Fear. Now, there was a movie called... 
Sandra Bullock is in it. Forces of Nature. I did see that. I'm going to say right now, let's just put that in as a placeholder. I didn't like it when I saw it. But it did feature a shot of this weird um, globe that's like in Savannah that's meant to hold like some kind of gas. And uh, that was kind of interesting. But don't mark me down for forces of nature. Something to talk about stars Julia Roberts. Now, <laughs> I was about to hit pause and take a break and try to think. But humans, this is this is all we're, I'm coming at you for real. This is real time. Something to talk about starring Julia Roberts. I've also not seen it all the way through or really it at all. I know it. I know it features some scenes outside of this bar that I really like called Sixpence. Sixpence Pub. Hmm. Andrew. I'm having trouble giving you a top five that's authentic. Now I am going to pause it and search the internet. But I want let that was some authenticity for you, humans. So I'm going to pause it. I'll be right back. Humans, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I forgot about the movie Glory. <clears throat> Glory. The Civil War movie starring Matthew Broderick and Denzel Washington and Morgan Freeman was filmed in Savannah. I, I don't remember if it was actually supposed to be set in Savannah. I can't recall that. But little known fact, I auditioned for that when I was a kid. Our mom took us to the DeSoto Hilton and they were like auditioning uh, children to like be in the movie. And I, and I don't know why. I don't know why we didn't book. Because I've booked other things. Your boy's been on Seth Meyers. Your boy's been on The Tonight Show. Your boy's been on The Nick. I don't know why we didn't book. It could have just been an availability thing. Because uh, we had, you know, both of our parents worked. So maybe it was just an availability thing. Um, but interestingly enough, because my name was on some list for this casting company, late, years later, I got asked to audition for an episode of America's Most Wanted that was going to be filmed in Savannah. And I actually had to, like, read on camera. I was very young. And um, what a shame I didn't get it. But like I said, humans, I book now. I haven't in a while, but I haven't been auditioning either. So back to the question. Okay, I said Forrest Gump, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And I said Cape Fear again. Forgive me. The pompous. And... I'm not going to say Glory, actually. I love Glory. I love Glory. But I, I don't... I don't it was filmed in Savannah, but I don't think it takes place in Savannah. And, and, and your question was movies about Savannah, Andrew. So I'm going to go. You know, I don't I don't think. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I've got five that are like my top five. I mean, I can say glory because it was filmed there. But again, I don't think it was supposed to take place there. If memory serves me correctly. There was a movie called Now and Then that was filmed there at one time. I've never seen it all the way through. And I, I don't think it's supposed to take place in Savannah. I think it was just filmed there. So, hey, coming, again, two guys sitting in a bar, having a conversation. Two guys sitting at the hideaway, the bar that started it all, having a conversation. I'm like, hey, man, I can give you three. I can give you three and like a maybe. Uh, so there you have it. Other Savannians may want to sound off, of course, listener line at sydneyhollisshow.com. Now, Andrew in Tampa wasn't done. As so often happens, people will jump back in. 
and uh, this is no exception. Take it away. Hey, Sydney, Andrew down here in Tampa, poking my head back up yet once again. But I've been inspired since your last show, the summer show, the Memorial Day kickoff, and Brandon's call-ins with regards to how to monetize the Sydney Hollis show. And it got me thinking, you know, what about if you just monetized yourself as a fashion designer? Why does it have to be just related to individual items related to the show? But why aren't you, who is truly the driver of the show, the one that we're monetizing? And where I'm going with this is if there was a Sydney Hollis man's blouse, I would buy one. If I had your name on the tag and people were coming up to me and I looked absolutely fabulous, carefree and cool, and they said, who is that? Not what is that, but who is that? I'd say it's a Sydney Hollis. And what that would do is that would open another avenue and another kind of revenue stream to then maybe kick off some other dreams. And I'm just, you know, fingers crossed, hoping. I know that you're you're working hard and you're out there with your plan. But again, if there was a Sydney Hollis fashion line, that would be something I'd immediately be interested, could wear it, could promote it. And then, you know, just the way we dress and the way we see style as a society would just grow and change. Final thought, uh, big bicycle rider as well. Um, in the summertime, used to do a great one uh, to raise money for autism from Washington, D.C. to the Delaware beaches. It was an overnight. Uh, and, you know, there is something magical on the kind of summer nights to be, like you said, on a covered wagon, moving across parts of the country that you just can't do when it's cold outside and you could never do on a bike. I'm wondering, Sid, if you have a name for your bike. I know one of your listeners had the most best name that I recall and remember, and his bike was named Mr. Fabulous. And he would ride Mr. Fabulous all over Chicago. And it tore his heart out when he finally had to hang Mr. Fabulous up just because Mr. Fabulous got old and couldn't handle the bumps, I guess. But do you have a name for your bike? Sid, always loved the show. Always love to listen. I'm glad I came back. I'm glad you didn't go anywhere and you just keep pumping out the content because it means a lot to me when I'm out and about to know I can throw on an episode. Uh, always best of luck. Talk with you soon. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Wow. What a guy. Like I said, great attitude, great energy. <sighs> he makes us better. He makes us better. So let me let me let me address the bicycle name thing first. We'll kind of work our way backwards. We'll work our way backwards through his call. The bike I ride now, I have also had for a very long time. I bought this bike in two thousand and I think I bought it in two thousand and nine. So I've had this bike for a super long time. Uh. And interestingly enough, you know, I've replaced almost everything on it over the years. I mean, one at a time, you know, I've never just did a complete overhaul, just kind of replaced things as they got broken. But I think the only things that are original on the bicycle are um, the brake levers and the headset. I think, 
I think that's all that's original that's left. It was, it is a Ross Adventurer 10 speed. I have painted it. I have painted it. And, you know, but everything else I've replaced over the years. Anyway, I've had it a long time. But uh, it does not have a name. Now, I have a little rack on it, and it's a 10-speed it's a road bike. I, I'm guessing from, like, late 80s. I'm thinking, like, 89, probably. Late 80s road bike, friction shifters, 10-speed, um, for those of you bike heads. It's got 27-inch uh, wheels, so they're not metric. It was back when the... Back when road bikes were still being made in the U.S. of A. by the standard system, no metric BS on my Ross Adventurer, and um, it doesn't have a name. But I, when I picture what what my bike would be if it were a car, I always think of it being like a 1970s Camaro with like a roof rack. Like someone put a roof rack on a Camaro. Of course, they would be the the poles on the roof rack will be pretty close together because you know Camaros aren't super long like a sedan or an SUV but I always picture that it would be a Camaro like a nice late 70s Camaro with a roof rack that's that's that bike but when I lived in Chattanooga Tennessee I bought my first bike as an adult you know I had bikes growing up and you know rode a little bit whatever and um i got a mountain bike and i got in a mountain bike and i was living in chattanooga tennessee and i named my mountain bike tom cruise so that was the name of that bike and i still have it it's at my parents house in savannah land of film <laughs> and um and then when i moved to new york and i bought my first bike here which i bought i think that i got that one in 2007 or, um, yeah, I believe that was in 2007 when I got that bike. And it was actually a fixed gear that I bought off of Craigslist. And I named that bike Keith Urban. Now, why did I name it Keith Urban? Well, one, Tom Cruise, my bike, was a mountain bike. Now I was living in a big city. So I was in an urban environment, Keith Urban. But wait, there's more. One of my big-time celebrity crushes was and is Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman was married to Tom Cruise. Nicole Kidman at the time and still is married to Keith Urban. So, <laughs> there you have it. If Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban ever get divorced and she doesn't marry me, or if she does marry me, I'll name, I'll name the Roof Rack Camaro bike her new husband's name and if we all play our cards right that bike will be named sydney hollis <laughs> so great question andrew great question i mean you really know how you really know how to make me happy and 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 exo facto make the listeners happy because if they say if the podcast host is happy the listeners are happy if sydney's happy the humans are happy um that's great, man, that you go on these bike journeys. And and humans, I know some of you other ones are, some of you out there are cyclists. It's fun. I do like thinking of my bike as kind of a covered wagon. It's kind of fun. So your question was, should will I start a fashion line? That's a great question. In fact, today, this is true. Not that everything I've said today, 
up until now isn't true, but this is true. I wore a blousey shirt to work. I took a risk. Now, I'm recording this on a Thursday, so I thought late in the week, late in the week, people kind of had the doldrums already. It's summertime, so business slows down, you know, on Thursdays and Fridays. I thought I could pull off a casual Friday look on a Thursday, and I did. But um, I have a job these days, humans, where I wear business casual clothes. And I was like, you know, I, I, you know, whatever. I've, I've gone shopping. I have, I have the outfits. But I'm just thinking, you know, I have some old button downs in a duffel bag that I haven't worn in a dog's age. I hate dogs. <laughs> but I haven't worn in a dog's age. And so I went through them last week, and I have this great Ralph Lauren button-down, Ralph Lauren polo, button-down Oxford, purchased for me by my college companion in the summer of 2003. Why do I remember that so well? Because she's, she graduated a semester before me, and she got a job, and she's like, I want to buy you some clothes. And I was like, sure. <laughs> Don't tempt me with a good time. So I, I can remember the I can remember the date pretty well, but I've got a great memory for dates, as you all know. And I took this thing to the cleaners last week, had it cleaned, had it pressed. It's one hundred percent cotton. You know, it's not a non-iron. It's a it's it's not wrinkle free. It's once you wear it, wrinkle filled. You know, <laughs> unless you try your best not to lean over your belt. And um. It's a baggy cut. It's it's a classic cut shirt from the summer of 2003. And I took a risk. And what's so funny is the cuffs. The cuffs are weird, really where it becomes a men's blouse because the cuffs are pretty narrow around my wrists. I mean, you'd be hard fought to get that cuff, you know, past a watch. If you wanted to see what time it was, you'd be hard fought to get this cuff around your watch to see the time. But then the rest of the shirt has got some flow to it. And I wore this today out in public. And it was very tough to tuck in because it was just, it was wanting to crease, you know? So I had to really work and kind of, I didn't ruffle it so much, but I really had to work to not have any creases in the tuck and have it really parachute around neatly around my waistline. So, you know, Andrew, I think I might be able to pull off a fashion line. I mean, I'm already walking the walk. I don't just talk the talk. I don't just look for men's blouses in movies. I'm now wearing them. I'm now wearing them in the streets of New York City. So, yes, I think I should do that. Well, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. I mean, I'm not really set up, you know... <laughs> I can't really make my room into a um, Lower East Side tenement, you know, garment factory room uh, just yet. But maybe I can find a solution to start a fashion line. Thank you for the idea and thank you for the call. All right, humans, that wraps it up for the listener line today. If you want to be featured, if you want to have a voice on this show, like I said, the show belongs to all of us. You know what to do. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. So I have a commercial I'm upset about. 
and I have a contest. Mm, flip a coin. Flip a coin. Commercial first. Uh, Sid, do you think I was born yesterday? You didn't even, you didn't even call a side. You didn't say which side represented what, and you didn't tell us what it landed on. Right, well, commercial first. And who's the big winner or, you know, really big loser today? It's Apple again. It's Apple again. You guys have probably seen this one, and if you've seen it, You've probably thought of me because you'd be like, Sid would hate this. And you're right. I do hate it. So let's give it a listen. The man with the troublesome hemorrhoid enters the room. Excuse me. That wasn't me, said Hillary, who's only taken 347 steps today. 348, 349, 350. I cycled here. <laughs> on an e-bike. Speaking of cycles, Mary's period is due to start in three days. It is. And her friend hasn't washed his hands since Monday. Yeah, I'd put that back. And then there's Bill, whose heart rate rises to 115. Nervous, I'll mention. My diarrhea. His chronic night sweats. My chronic night sweats. You sweat more at night than you do at the gym. Which is rich coming from Linda, who's wearing yoga pants, but never does yoga. I stretch. How do you know so much about us? I don't like it. It's your health data. You've been sharing it without realizing it. That's how I know about Kevin's rash. And your halitosis wakes up to pee. What? Bunions. Lice. And ringworm. <laughs> who's next? Wait, what's that in your hand? No, no, stop! Way to ruin the fun. So at the end there, it's someone who's got an iPhone and they hold it up to their face as if it's blocking this, like, mean narrator. And then it shows the Apple app health. And it's... Give me a freaking break. I mean... Oh, we'll keep all that information safe for you. All that information, just put it in your phone. Put it in your phone. Your phone could never get hacked. Bull crap, dude. <laughs> you know, they say there's like two kinds of hacking. There's like the hacking of like, oh man, someone actually like hacked, you know, into your stuff, like using, I don't know, freaking algorithms and math or whatever to figure out their pass your password. And then there's just good old fashioned, like they figured out their, your password because they know you so well, or like they saw where you wrote it down or whatever. I mean, people can get into your iPhone if they want to. Maybe not everyone. And you're thinking, oh, they couldn't do it to me. But I mean, let's face it. It's, it's as AI technology continues. Isn't it, isn't, isn't it going to be like able to figure out your keystrokes of passwords? Or in this case, I mean, however the hell it is you get into your iPhone. Oh, what a facial recognition. I'm never doing facial recognition. I'm never doing the thumbprint. I'm a number on the freaking face guy. Well, Sid, I could sprinkle baby powder on your phone and see where your, where your keystrokes are. I guess, man. 
I mean, maybe you can, but I also don't put my health information into my phone. Kind of. <laughs> of course, I Google things like everyone else, but humans, I use DuckDuckGo. I don't use Google. I do occasionally because DuckDuckGo doesn't have as much funding, so sometimes it, it has trouble. But that's just so rich. Oh, I know all of your health information because you, you put your health information in anything. But please, put it in me. Put it in iPhone. And then I find it offensive that everyone in the commercial looks a little bit drab. And then the girl who's got the iPhone, it like looks like very attractive. What up with that? I don't even have that hot of a take about this. I'm just so mad about it. It's just the same old thing. And Brendan in Savannah pointed this out a long time ago that like in the health watch one, the guy was like really snarky or something. And this lady's snarky, wakes up to pee, has a rash. It's like this commercial is just f more fear mongering. Boy, I Apple's really figured out their angle, huh? Fear mongering. You can't. You can't go do outdoor activities without an Apple Watch because you won't be able to be rescued with a helicopter without one. And now, <laughs> you can't live. You know, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have all these horrible things happen to you health wise if you don't have an iPhone. But please listen to the Sydney Hollis show on your Apple phones, please. I recognize the irony, humans. But what do you want me to do about it? Okay. I'm annoyed by that. I, I know you guys have seen it and already know that. What is this contest we've been waiting all episode for? Well, humans, as you know, my new year is the Vernal Equinox. Now, you also know, and if you didn't before, you know now, summer is my favorite season. So the summer solstice is around the corner. The summer solstice is Wednesday, June 21st. And in New York City, summer solstice is at 10.57 a.m. on Wednesday, November 21st. Look it up for the summer solstice wherever you live. So we got to do something for the summer. We got to have a summer contest. I mean, we have to. Now, we need a little time for the contest, so I suggest that let's have the contest date be the last show before the 4th of July. So the last show before the 4th of July is going to be June 30th. So let's have submissions due by Wednesday morning, June 28th. Wednesday morning, let's say... By lunchtime, noon, noon Eastern time, June 28th, submissions are due for this contest. Okay, Sid, a lot of buildup. What's the contest? Well, it's another audio costume contest. They're just good old-fashioned fun, as far as I'm concerned, and I've got some ideas. I think it should be 
Now, I'm just kind of having to remember my idea and say it. You know, I didn't write it down verbatim. But it's basically, what character would you be in a summer movie? And just like for the Halloween contest, you know, we just describe what we would wear. We describe what we would wear in real life if we were going to be a particular character from a movie. You don't actually have to dress up for this. If you're new to the show, and last time it still confused people. Most of you were smart enough to understand. It still confused some people before. It's just an audio costume contest. What character would you be from a summer movie? And of course, you know, main characters are fine. But there's something fun about the nuance of a lesser character or a particular scene or whatever. And, and, and I don't want to stifle anyone's creativity because, I mean, one of my favorite t- t- Halloween costumes of all time is Patrick Swayze in Ghost, and that's a main character. So I'm not trying to stifle anyone's creativity. In fact, I'm just trying to give ideas. Well, Sid, that sounds really fun. I can do that. And of course... What you would do is you would record your submission. This is an audio medium, so this is an audio one. You would record your submission into the voice memo recorder, the voice memo app on your smartphone, and then you share it with the email address, listenerline at sydneyhollowshow.com. Okay, Sid, we know what the contest is. We know when it's due. It's due by lunchtime. By noon Eastern time on Wednesday, June 28th. But what's a summer movie? What constitutes a summer movie? Well, I mean, some summer movies are glaringly obvious. Glaringly obvious. I mean, they you're just like, oh, that wacky comedy about a summer or whatever. And other things you may have to make a case for. But there's a lot... Of summer movies out there. Do they take place with people on vacation? Do they take place in a town that's known for vacations? Do they take place at some kind of a resort or a camp? I mean, and there's a million other things. There's a million other things. Okay? You know, let your mind run wild. We have some time to think about this. But I think this would be really fun because... Listen, you know me, I want to be outside when the weather's nice. And, you know, basketball's over. Basketball's over. I wasn't watching much hockey this year. I don't know if you guys were, but that's over too. We're in that lull. We're in that lull. Yeah, I mean, if you want to watch regular season baseball, well, more power to you. So, you know, I'm looking for things to watch late at night once I've come in from being outside all day. And sometimes it's great to put on a... a a nice mood movie, a summer movie. So let's sink our teeth into this one a little bit. Anyway, top prize is going to be incredible. Top prize is going to be incredible. And everyone gets a Sid Buck for participating. We need a State of the Union. We need a State of the Union for the hideaway. I haven't given one of those in a while. We need a State of the Union for the hideaway. We need to know how the economy is doing. We need to know the state of Sid Bucks. We need an update on the Sid Sid Buck purses. Those of you that have Sid Bucks, you have a Sid Buck purse. That's all coming. 
That's all coming. We're going to have one heck of a summer around here. Humans, thank you so much for breaking bread with me again. It's great to talk to you. It's great to hear from you. It's great to imagine that we're all around some giant table right now. Peace and love. Peace and love. See you next Friday.